the following pendant. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 100 of the Kingery. Can you believe this? Holy crap, poop. Keep moving. If you can't tell, Jeffrey's excited. Uh, I'm the director of this. Episode 100, keep moving. Yes, keep going. (laughs) Keep going. I'm Dave Morgan, the director. This is Bruce Busby, the assistant director. Hello. And here with us also is the writer and one of the creators of this uh, fine series, Jeffrey Bergest. Yeah. <laughs> Screw you, Dave. <laughs> Love you. And, and the author, the author of this script. Yes. By the way. Yes. We don't know that's what. One hundred. I can't even believe it. What? Holy it's nuts. Cow. And I've only been here for three of those seasons as a director. Five as actor too. But geez, geez. Sure. Never thought it it would make it so far. I mean, we set it up so that it would gener- be sort of a, a really good story engine, and it could go as long as we wanted it to. We just never thought we'd be going to a hundred episodes, but yet here we are. And we're still going, folks, because there's more after this. Still going. We haven't run out of ideas just yet. No, no, don't get so. This this scene we're starting off. Pretty quick right after we left off last episode with everybody rushing into the tunnels. We've got uh, Ryan Reed as Zeph, Pete Milne as Tommy Arkell, Edward Herman as Asa, Catherine Pride as Tithia, Perry, Perry Whittle as Hooks, MCR Garcia as Major, and Renee Christine Jones as Son. We have a lot of people in a lot, in a lot of scenes here in this town. It's pretty much everybody, the whole core crew yes. together. Calm your tits, people. So, yeah, and uh, Bruce uh, directed this one. Um, so he, he got to do all the fun security. sounds of guns, him, wherever ooh. they were. <laughs> I'm a member of the NRA, okay? I'm happy. Asa's extra warm one. <laughs> that, that, that was, like, uncalled for. I, it, I, I, I should tell <laughs> that's, you sometimes. That's the kingery. It's uncalled for a lot of times. He was right. Betty always accuses me of storing things in the garage. It's like, where did you get that? It's like some butt crevice. <laughs> Someplace safe and warm. Make as much noise as we well, I like Major's line back the there. Trail. Subordinates are talking. Just like back in the yeah, she's um over the seasons gotten much bolder in the way she talks to Tommy. Oh, yeah. you know, they, they're more familiar with each other, so she doesn't have quite as much decorum with him. Yeah, she can write a lot more secret. Yeah, for the most part. There are lines. <laughs> and I must admit, having hooks with weaponry is just sort of a little... It was surprising, but good. Right? I thought that would be pretty hilarious. I was like, well, hooks wouldn't have one. I'm like, no, he's been through enough. He probably would. He wouldn't be happy about it, but he'd have one there just in case. Right. So. Here you go, darling. Always keep a spare. Why is it so warm? So nice. And I will mention that was, um, the, the line was originally, why is it warm? And it was uh, Pete Milan's suggestion during the editing process to put the so in there, to give it that extra oomph, which I really love. Yeah. Give him credit for that. The extra icky oomph. Yes. Yeah, Fox loves torture, really. She's been through enough of that over the years. It's been nice working with all of you, if this is the last time we ever see each other. But that's basically every Tuesday, so we'll see you later. <laughs> Everyone, really? Ladies things are lunch only different. Things are a little rough at the Kiggery. You know, life there's not all sunshine and roses. <laughs> no, no, they've had they've had their their issues over over the course of ten years, nine seasons. All right, all right, just shoot, go. And now the bulk of the group so, uh, party splits off, leaving just Major and Tommy. Not too interested in speaking when I'm being treated like a fucking toddler. Well, if you stop acting like a fucking toddler, you won't have that problem, right? She's got a point. I mean, yeah. you know. Else so. talk to me that way. Eh, 
Good thing you love me. Hey, Tommy's still the boss. He's just being shoved around like he is just a person. Nobody important. Well, when it gets to the point we've seen a few times over the years, when Tommy's life is in danger, these people will go to extreme lengths to protect him because of the things he's done for them. So they have a very strong sense of loyalty to him. Exactly. Even if he doesn't like it. They will drag him kicking right. and screaming to safety. Maybe you don't think it's, you know, assassination is right around every corner. I mean, uh, too, one of the things over the seasons that's that Tommy really can't stand is uh, innocence getting Keep caught up in safe. the crime mm -hmm. family crap and, uh, you know, lives being There's lost there. And that, especially if he feels in any way responsible right. for it, that makes it even worse. And so that's um, sort of been that one little, you know... Uh, Heart of gold bit that he's had right. through the whole thing that he he does his bad stuff, but he still cares okay? about people. And so when you start endangering them, that he's do. really not gonna stand for it. Mm. Like figure out who's actually behind this, so we can stop them. Well, yeah, I mean, because he he was drinking himself into a stupor a couple of seasons ago because mm. Tithia and Prot got involved. You get so philosophical, right? And he's had other situations like that over over the years <laughs> where people have died because of him, and he doesn't take that well. All the no. And I like the little callback to Venice's degree. That was an offhand line a couple of seasons ago. Yes, and yes. <laughs> Turns out she got her degree. Good for her. That's right. And she's been spreading that philosophy stuff around, and so he's not happy. No. Now we're in a uh, back room with SOL. Where are we? This storage room or whatever. You can hear fans and some electronics and stuff. I know where they shit the emergency rations are. Did you forget who fucking runs this place? Ah, you know what? I didn't, because it is me. <laughs> While you were out overseeing the expansion into the universe... Writing uh, Tommy and Major Banter is one of my favorite things about the show. And then, of course, it all gets thrown out the window when they improv the hell out of the scene, too. <laughs> <laughs> right, with those two especially, right? Yeah. So. I love Where's the damn beef jerky? <laughs> there, were so, there were several fun takes of the inaudible grumbles there. As he's digging through right, things. I think that covers it, Captain. Apparent murders at a fucking funeral service. And now we're uh, at, back at the kingery Thanks, uh, where the police are leaving. Cal and Maddie are really figuring out what the hell's going ADG on. Right after the apparent assassinations or deaths at Martin's funeral. Right. Death at the funeral. How odd. Uh, it's Christopher right. Gillstrap as Cal and Alicia Lane Pickens as Maddie. Off duty. I appreciate the respect, but sometimes I just want to be me, you know? Madeline? And this is another relationship that, that, that I've, I've enjoyed watching grow a bit. Uh, I mean, Cal yeah, started off as just a generic cop just in right. one episode, and he's really kind of uh, grown up a bit here. Yeah, I really liked, um, in this scene, um, this was the first time I'd written for Cal after hearing him, I think, like, perform in the last season. And so I got a lot out of uh, Christopher's performance from that that I added into the way I wrote him. And he sort of became this kind of slightly snarky, uppity, but in a nice way kind of character. And I really liked the way he, uh, he and Maddie play off each other. A good version of Fargo. Yes. He's still got that, that little bit of speech pattern of like a early 20th century cop, you know, in a movie. That kind of sappy, sappy, like yeah, say sort of thing. And here, here's the, I think I overstepped myself, so I'll speak really, really fast and try to cover my butt. Thanks. <laughs> it might take a few days. And there may be heavy Which makes it funny when, when he swears. He doesn't do it often. Yeah. She's a real fucker sometimes. Great delivery. Yes. Now, meanwhile, we're back at the back room. Some time has passed here. 
I don't know yes, how much. Yes, several days. Several days. Yeah, as you'll hear when Major mentions right. that a few days ago, she was talking to Zeph. So, you know what's interesting? Uh, when I wrote this scene, I had imagined Major coming out of the bathroom, and it was mixed so that Tommy was coming out of the bathroom, and it works either way. And that's really weird, but cool. I mean, it was just like so strange that the conversation was not at all reliant on no. which one of them was just in the toilet. Right. And I mean, that's just the way I read it as Tommy being yeah. the one. It works just yeah. as well. You knew. So, then all I get is toilet fresh from yeah. behind the door. Door opens, and yeah, from there. Like that. We don't have to be stupid about it, Major. We're okay. We're in. We got Tommy here pacing about as he talks. Very nice addition on your part. Mm -hmm. That wasn't in the script, so well, it, that was all the director. Yeah, there, there's there's not a lot of direction here. I mean, right. just talking himself through it, so you know, he needs. There needs a little action here because they're in a fairly small room. See, this is what the directors do. They gotta think. We Whoa. have to think. Oh gosh. Also, not in the script. Washing his hands. So, <laughs> I figured. I'm I glad a, you put that in there. Yeah. I figured I needed a little something there for him to be doing, so that when he heard the thing about other people dying, that would set him off. It would take him a second to, you know, process it. Okay. Right. Can you just? You gotta have good hygiene, so. Of course. We need someone to put into my body. <laughs> well, someone. Someone who fucking deserves it. <laughs> and then the assassin. That one had a little Pete ad lib there. Yep. And it seems to work out. There. Nobody else has but it fits right in, because Tommy's not overly enamored yeah, with himself. No. Then you would be stuck in a body model. It's the only way. Well, then who the fuck are we gonna get to play Tommy Akel? That is your fucking. He's gonna regret saying that. Isn't that weird? <laughs> yes. Weird. Yes. Fun little note: uh, when he dials there, the number he dials is one hundred. That's just a stupid oh! little audio joke. <laughs> bravo! Bravo! Nice jelly bean there. Yeah. <laughs> Easter egg. Whatever those things are. Yes. I'm working on that right now. As a matter of fact, that's why I called. Because last time he switched to a body model without telling her, or, and did a weird plan like this, things got awkward for a while. Right, right. And they're, you know, on the up and up with each other right. now, so he'd want to be forward about it. But then the great thing was that Maddie suggests which one she should go to, because if he's going to go, it might as well be one that she really digs. So the details are. And that got to bring us the, uh, the cool thing we got to bring back... Um, of course, as you'll hear very shortly, Melissa Hearn mm -hmm. as Allison, uh, who we all loved last season, which was, again, she was written as just a sort of one-off thing, and we loved the way she played Tommy in the Allison model so much, we had to bring her back. And it's funny, because we don't, Bruce and I don't know what's going to happen throughout the season as we go, but when we get the scripts, you know, uh, Jeffrey will sometimes send out, okay, this person, this person also gets the script to follow along. Yeah. And I noticed right. going in that Melissa was also getting scripts to follow along. So I knew Allison right. was going to figure in somewhere, but I had things a bit switched up. Mm. Mm. Well, it's extra important for her, too, because since she's technically playing Tommy, she's got to right. have all of... she got to know what he's been through this season and where he's coming from, so she has context for everything, so... I love you, Maddie. You too, Tommy. You, uh, holding up okay? Yeah. Speaking of uh, great chemistry that's developed over the years, uh, these yes. two, it's, it's wonderful. Strong, baby. 
you've got this. They have a very, I guess you'd call it mature relationship mm-hmm. with each other, which I really dig. I mean, it's always fun to get the like brand new relationship, and it's all like puppy dog love stuff. But having like you know more mm-hmm. a more mature relationship going on between these people is also really nice. Yeah. You two are so cute together. You're fired. <laughs> Uh, cute and, uh, don't fuck You're fired. Them, so we'll have you killed and or prosecute you to the full extent of the law kind of way. Hired again. <laughs> this is a so brief sort of barely callback to the, I don't remember which episode it was, but it might have been like season two, three, a long time ago when Maddie was talking to Richards on the phone and she quit and then took her job back and then quit yeah. again. Uh, so I just wanted to sort of uh, tie back into that a little bit. Yeah, there's a lot of callbacks in this episode here. Go figure, right? <laughs> it's almost like it's a retrospective in some ways. A, a celebration of the great achievement of number of episodes. Copies of Dad's old Crazy. Files when he was I know. He must have put a lot of assholes behind bars to fill a box that big. Uh, oh, fancy sound effects. Indeed. That's vintage. You know, well, you gotta have your paper flip. Day. You gotta have your device. I mean, come yeah. on. It's the outdated iPad of the future. That's right. That was a wonderful turn of phrase, sir. Nobody else ever picked up where he left off. It wasn't an official case. Looks like something he was working on in his spare time. Oh yeah. What about the fifth? <sighs> that keeps coming back. Dun dun dun. So mysterious, mythological crime. As does nobody believing him. Why didn't he ever tell anyone? Uh, maybe because they'd respond like I just did, provided they were as much of an ass to their grieving friend as I am. <laughs> He's fully aware of what he is. Yeah. Again. Okay, but uh, then you'll have to carry the rest of these boxes downstairs yourself. Damn it. <laughs> Hired. Heavy lifting keeps me employed. <laughs> and also the I'm not smart, but I can lift heavy things. There's an ad for 24-hour fitness. Active in 88G. So you're going to dig through this file with me, and we're going to see exactly what Dad knew. And I doubt there's anything in those files that will have anything to do with the rest of this season. So we'll just no, leave that there. never come up again. Hey, nope. right back this way. <laughs> ah, yes, and uh, here, here's uh, me as Kiba, um, who I've described on Twitter as a uh, cross-dresser channeling Mimi Bobek, in my mind. <laughs> you don't know that from Drew Carey, uh, with all the makeup. Uh, sure. There is a drag queen that kind of looks like her called Mimi I'm First. <laughs> so now that's what's in my head. Oh, very nice. Well, whatever works for you. Dungeon, whatever. Just nobody is coming anywhere near this fucking room. All right? Oh, I get it. Now, uh, Major uh, M had a real problem with saying this, this line here about, about the ass smoothies. She didn't want to say it at all. But she said it once. Thank you, Em. Yes, because otherwise the callback doesn't work. And I love Sox. Right. Fuck me, not again. It was great, Renee's response. Yes, Oh, yes. And but yes, that, of course, is the callback to the infamous scene from episode 50. So since this was 50 later, I thought we should have a bit of a nod to it in there. So. At least we didn't include the shampoo bottle. Of course you can. I mean... I don't remember that part, so that, that I'm was, just gonna... That was awful. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. All right. I don't know why I remember these things. I hate my brain sometimes. And you can tell this is now Tommy's office because there's a radio play. Ah. I'll be able to move about the kingery unfettered. 
see if I can't figure out what the nutting fuck is going on. In and Melissa has really, really gotten good I mean, at uh, adopting Pete's mannerisms as Tommy. Yeah, I mean, the voice obviously is different, but as far as some of the speech patterns and stuff, she's really, really getting good with, with that. And that. Yeah, it, it sounds like Tommy's in there, which mm-hmm. is really cool. It's too dangerous. Because it's not easy when you jump in one time as somebody in a body model. I had, I had to do that as hooks in Glass Joe few seasons ago, and I, as I tried, I knew I didn't quite nail it, but so, I mean, you know, she's had enough time with, with the character now, she's gotten really good at, uh, at uh, doing those mannerisms, which is good. I mean, uh, yeah, sorry. Look, I, I ain't taking Vespa's death too well. Give me, give and Tommy me. is, of course, incredibly uncomfortable with um, Sox's affection, attraction, sudden interest. As he, yeah. Yes, yes. I need to disabuse you of that right now. <laughs> Duly noted. Can I say something? Oh, yeah, so we have uh, Kristen Bays here as Cass. Major. Making her first appearance in the episode. Go ahead, Cass. I don't like that all these people just started dying. And this is one of those scenes where I really wish we had 3D surround sound easily available. Because I really want it to be in a, like a full circle, but instead we end up doing the TV circle where everybody's, you know, like around the table, but there's one side of the table. It's completely... That's my work timer again. Hmm. I'm sure that will never come up again either. Because Tamagotchi needs feeding. Thank you, Bruce, for that one. I think this plan is genius. Major did good. You'll be fine. And we'll figure this all out. I'm she sure. She done good. <laughs> now, if you'll excuse me. <laughs> that little beep there's just the automatic lock going, yeah. going in place there. Well, anyway, Cass, consider your complaint filed. <laughs> filed uh, and destroyed. In the fucking mob family meeting. Right, that's the uh, I'm blowing you off response. <laughs> just so we're all on the same page here. This isn't some after-school 100th episode special of your favorite sci That line is so <laughs> indulgent, and I'm sorry, but I had to, okay? Uh, you're just spread out there for everybody to see right there with that one. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. And that's okay. But how many 100th episodes are we going to get? Exactly. I mean, come on. I mean, we, we, we both put our little 100th no tribute in there. And, you know, yeah, yeah. We do. I did sound. You, you actually said the words. <laughs> uh, all we have to do is say the title of the episode later on, and then we're really indulgent. Well, it actually worked the other yeah, way. I, I came know. up with the title I mean, after writing the script, and I'm like, you know what? That line would kind of be a perfect title. It kind so. of would. Because at the beginning, you know, we didn't really know what we wanted to do for the 100th episode, and I, we were like, is it going to be some big, huge thing, you know, or what, are we going to do something special? And we're like, well, with the way the... The season plan is going. It's part of the outline, and it's got to hit all these story and character beats to progress things forward. And so, there's only so much we could do, so much wiggle room in there. So, um, yeah, it's, I, I did kind of think it would end up being bigger than it was, but I have no problems with the way it is. So it's cool. It's fine. Yeah, I'm sure you're happy. It wasn't twice as long. <laughs> Another uh, interesting thing with this scene is it, it becomes kind of a hard scene because it's pretty much a talking head scene for the most part. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I threw in Allison pacing through in various places and, of course, Huxley's. But other than that, I mean, people are pretty much sitting there, so I had to every now and then just have chairs squeak to uh, 
to uh, indicate some sort of movement. Right, right. Sometimes those are harder than the sound effects heavy mm-hmm. scenes because it's like, well, what do I put in now? It's just more talking. It needs it needs something to give it life. Yeah. Right. The chair squeaks, glass slides, mm-hmm. all those sorts of things. Little things. But you don't want it to be too, you know, distracting. Like if somebody's sitting there tapping on a table, nobody can really necessarily figure out what that is. But if a chair squeaks, okay, that makes sense. At least to me. I don't know. Maybe other people wouldn't. It speaks volumes about mm-hmm. your, uh, your furniture. <laughs> I am a man of girth. I am hard on furniture. So, of course, now they're trying to figure out who could possibly be connected. So, hmm, so many suspects. Who do you think it could be? It's a mystery. A little bit, a little bit. Let's make us a list. Fuck you, Allison. It's a great delivery, Kristen. Source back to Rich's seat. I need all of you to do something for me. And Cass, I stress this just for you. Subtly prod them. Hmm. See if you can get it's almost like she's ostentatious in everything she does. Weird. Narrow down the options at this point. Real housewives of the kingery. Oh, good lord. Nobody catches on. But who's in your real body? Oh. <laughs> I love the snork sounds. <laughs> Who indeed? It's my favorite scene in a really long time. Yes, this this is truly a, a scene uh, worthy of a hundredth episode celebration. <laughs> so of course, you know when I'm putting the outline together, I'm like, who would be the absolute funniest person that could take Tommy's body? And of course, Jennings still being around had to be the answer. But the way Tommy, or I mean Pete, played Jennings as Tommy just blows my mind and cracks me the hell up. It's, it's so good. It's incredibly over the top, and I love every second of it. Um, yeah, Pete was so into this scene that he uh, blew out his microphone while recording it, and we had to get retakes because it's like this is wonderful energy. I love everything you did except bring it back down just a little volume. <laughs> Holes exposing his nipples. That fella can act, I tell you. Oh, yeah, he'll act the crap out of a scene. <laughs> that actually, you know, it sounds like something out of The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, was thinking, I was thinking there's a bit of a Henderson in, in, this, Why? in the performance, too. Why? Hey, did you know my mother's name was Sylvia? And she used to run the alleged criminal empire. Alleged. Yes. Because this is this to Jennings. This is how you prove that you are Tommy. Of course, you say I would know these things and just announce it to people because he's not the brightest guy. Yeah, well, that's what dumb people in charge do. They say a lot of things they don't really know much about. Weird. The pink Jennings, Jesus Christ, on a crap. I said I would sacrifice my body. To stop the killings, Major. Not my dignity. Oh, relax. It's not gonna be that bad. Why? You've never seen Crime Boss Dick before. <laughs> he just Bingo. Whips it out. Now you have. Woo. Ah. <laughs> I love the camera snap. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "Okay, why not?" Dick's out. It's party yes, time for everybody. Yes, I may have some regrets. Must be cold outside. Uh, that, w- that was one of the uh, few times that 
Pete had a lot of really good ad libs, but I wanted to keep that line in because well, it's the title of the episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I thought it was cold outside. Who wants to help warm this baby up? I think was one of them. Uh, <laughs> it happens to a lot of men, I think was one of them. Uh, yeah, a lot of great, great uh, ad libs. Super yeah. real material. Yeah, I, I, someday that will actually happen. Someday. <laughs> My cataloging skills were poor early on, and now going through is difficult. Yes, I know how that goes. Yes. Well, but, this was a joy. I don't often get to write uh, episodes that aren't premieres or finales. I love getting to write the ones in the middle, and this is now my favorite episode of the show so far. You guys killed it. The cast killed it. You're all amazing. And thank you so much to everybody listening for 100 episodes. I mean, my God, you're all amazing. And Jeffrey, thanks to you and Susan and to McCullough and John and Teresa, the, the people who originally created this bizarre Man, so long universe ago. all those moons ago. Uh, for Jeffrey, Susan, Renee, Pete, Catherine, Perry, all the writers and directors who've gone before, Tom for writing the theme, Kevin for all the rest of our music, Bruce for your amazingly hard work. I'm motioning to you like you're sitting right next to me, even though we're we're halfway across the country from each other. What can I say? I'm I'm a very movement person. Yeah, Dave's happy because I do the hoovering of the lines for him. Yes, he does, and it, it works well. Anyways, uh, thank you all for listening, uh, whether this is your first season or you've been around for all nine seasons, all 100 episodes. Thank you so much. Please, thank you, thank you. Please keep listening. Leave us reviews on iTunes. Like us on yes. Facebook and Twitter please. and Tumblr and Instagram and all those good things because we like those. They, they help us you know, get ourselves out there more. Yeah, so, what he said. Yes, I, I try. I listen to, to Twip and you know, try to get those things <laughs> over in the uh, commentaries as well. Uh, anyways, we will be back in thirty days ish for episode one hundred and one of the King. That's right. We'll be going where no pendant show has gone before. Yeah, uh, I think we'll have Cat with us next episode. So I believe be that is correct. Yes. And until then, for uh, Bruce and Jeffrey, see ya. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>